right. Hey, good morning, church. Uh, I am excited uh, to be given the message this morning and kicking off our series on the book of Proverbs. I, I wish it was under better circumstances, uh, like uh, Alan said. Uh, Eric uh, recently came back from a well-deserved vacation with his family and has uh, come down with COVID. And so he is at home resting. If you could be praying for him uh, and his recovery. Uh, otherwise, we're going to have Pastor Will preach the rest of the series. Uh, and uh, and uh, he prefers to have a little bit of runway to that. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, I, I'm, I'm excited to be here this morning. I actually want to take some time uh, and just as a church pray together. Uh, I, I'm not going to, to name any names or anything, but there's uh, several families in our congregation who have experienced loss uh, just in the last week. And uh, I, I really felt it on my heart to just open up with prayer this morning. Um, and uh, we haven't uh, talked to the families yet about confidentiality, so we're, we're just going to pray in general for them uh, and, and lift them up and, and uh, ask God to, to be here in this time with us this morning. So if you would pray with me. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we, we lift up these families, uh, the, uh, the toll that, that loss takes on, on a heart and on a family is it's like a, a piece of yourself has, has been ripped away, God, and, and we, uh, we mourn together with these families today, God. Uh, we, we lift up these situations to you, and, and, and as we talk about wisdom today, it's, it's, it's easy to, to make the right choices when things are easy, God, but we need your wisdom and your perspective uh, much more so when things are hard and things are difficult and there's no right decision to be made, God. So we, we lift up uh, these families to you, God, who are hurt, who are mourning, wherever they are today, God. Uh, we just ask that you be with them, be present in these situations, that, that you are giving rest to those who have passed, God, and, and uh, just let these families know that you see them, you care for them, and you love them, and that, God, this place, Fremont Community Church, is a place of peace and rest and support for these families. So God, uh, for those who have passed, for those who, who are ill, uh, God, we, we lift them up to you this morning. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Like I said, we are kicking off the book of Proverbs this morning. And the book of Proverbs is fun. It's one of the books of wisdom. Uh, if you flip open to a random proverb, uh, you will probably get uh, some random information that doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, and doesn't have much context. Uh, that's because uh, chapters 1 through 9 of the book of Proverbs are all uh, compiled by this, this guy, King Solomon, who's supposed to be the wisest king that Israel ever had. And, and he's asking the question, what is wisdom? What does it mean to live a good life? Uh, and then uh, the rest of the chapters, 10 through 31, are uh, King Solomon compiling wisdom, crowdsourcing all this wisdom, common sayings that have been passed down through generations. Uh, and I have a, a couple of metaphors that I'd like to share as we jump in for what the purpose of a proverb is. And so uh, the first metaphor, if I could get a, a raise of hands, how many of you have ever carried around like pocket change or a coin purse or some coins in your car at any point in, in life? Yeah, okay, a, a fair number, right? Uh, you, you know that feeling when you're going to, to check out of a store and you're, you're paying with cash and you have uh, the, the exact right denomination and amount of change in your pocket to give to the, the checkout clerk to get that $10 bill back, right? That's such a satisfying feeling. It feels like you made money, 
right? Um, like it's, you, you, you were able to pull that out of your pocket and you had the exact thing that you needed in that situation. Now, my second metaphor, right? How many of us, raise of hands, have like a collection of memes on our phone? Right? I know I do. I have a folder full of memes that, like when my wife is working on homework and I'm not supposed to disturb her, I like save all these memes so that I can send them to her later. But you know that feeling when you're like in a, a group chat, group text, or anything like that, and someone says something and you have the perfect meme for that situation, and you're just able to drop that in, in the chat, and then you get all those ha-ha reactions. You feel so satisfied, like, yes, I did a service to my people by sending this image to my friends. Uh, it's, it's the same feeling, right, whether you're in a, a generation that's a pocket full of change generation, or you are a folder full of memes generation. It's that same basic idea of what a proverb is. It's a, a little nugget of wisdom that you keep in your back pocket that you pull out uh, when it applies to a situation. It won't apply to every situation, but when you need it, it feels really good to be able to, to speak into this situation. And so, uh, I have a couple of paraphrases from the book of Proverbs as we jump in that I think are, are gonna be funny uh, as we jump in this morning. These are a couple of examples. Proverbs 14.4, uh, if you don't have oxen, at least your barn is clean. You don't have to shovel any poop because you don't have any oxen. Uh, the, the modern day example is like, oh man, I know that you want a dog, but hey, uh, we don't have a dog, but at least you don't have to pick up its poop, right? Am I right? Dog owners, that's like the worst thing that I can imagine about having a dog is picking up the poop. Um, the second one, uh, Proverbs 23.9, don't talk to idiots. They'll hate you because you sound smart. Uh, again, not like the most theologically rich passage, but when you think about it, it's like when you talk to someone and, and they think that you think that you're better than them, and it's just really confusing, you're like, okay, I, I'm okay, I, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, I get it, I get it. It's practical. Um, and then finally, this one uh, I've applied to my own life. Uh, Even a fool looks smart when his mouth is shut. If he doesn't say anything, he could actually look intelligent. <laughs> and that is... Uh, a proverb to live by. Uh, if I don't know something, sometimes it's just better if I shut my mouth, right? Uh, and hey, maybe I'll learn something along the way and I won't be so foolish anymore. Uh, the, the book of Proverbs contains many more nuggets, uh, some more practical than these, some uh, that pertain more to oxen and, and things like that. Remember, this is ancient Israel that we're talking about. Uh, but something that I, I feel really encapsulates uh, the, the, the chapters 10 through 31 of, of the book of Proverbs is actually this clip from The Office. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. <laughs> so Michael asks, what is the best piece of advice I've ever given you? And Dwight says, don't be an idiot. It changed my life. And you know what? That's, that's very proverb sounding. If an idiot would do something, don't do that thing, right? End of sermon. Great. So we're done here. Just... Wash our hands, walk off the stage, that's good. Um, but that's, that's the general idea here, is this tension between uh, what is wise and what is foolish. And we want to continue to strive towards the, thing that, the things that are wise and stay away from the things that are foolish. 
And so we're just going to cover uh, Proverbs 1 and 2 today and kind of lay the foundation uh, for the rest of the, the speakers in this series. And so uh, we're going to start off in Proverbs 1. This is going to be just a short passage uh, to get us started here. Because I, I feel like uh, some of the words in this, this passage can kind of trip us up. And they're words that are seen frequently in the book of Proverbs. So Proverbs 1.7 reads, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now that's, that's kind of strange, right? If, if we read passages in the Bible about how God is loving, then why, why should we fear God, right? That, that doesn't really add up in my mind. And it's something to wrestle with. Whenever you see uh, words in the Bible that, that kind of make you go, huh, what? <laughs> I don't get that. Uh, then oftentimes it's because of the translation from, from Hebrew to English. And it's a, a little bit tricky. Uh, and so we're actually going to talk about two words uh, in this passage and do a short little Hebrew lesson uh, because the, the Hebrew language oftentimes speaks in these really big ideas and the people who translate the Bible into different translations do the best that they can to squish it down into one word. And that word, uh, the first that, that we'll talk about is fear, right? The Hebrew word for fear uh, is hira. Can you say that? Hira. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a, a very like throat sounding language. And so we're not going to do like the whole passage in, in Hebrew or anything like that. But we're going to take a look at this word fear, which uh, is, is more of this idea of awe or reverence. Like, wow, how awesome is God. Uh, if we believe that God and his wisdom created the universe and we are just a small part of that universe, then how great must God be? Like, oh my gosh, I am in awe of how all of this works. Uh, the, the example that I like to use is gravity, right? If, if, I, if I took my bottle of water here and I dropped it, I believe that it would fall because of gravity, right? We can do the math and we can say the, the bottle will fall at, at this rate because of gravity and, and its weight and the dynamics of the bottle, right? We can observe all of those things, but I can't make gravity happen. Gravity is, is there. It's woven into the universe. That's how God designed it, but I can't make gravity happen. So how awesome must God be that, that he just designed that. He created that. He orchestrated all of these things that can be observed through math and science, but are impossible for us to replicate by our own will. So that's what that word is. The second word is chokmah. Can you say that? Chokmah. Yeah, it's another really throat-sounding uh, throat word. This means wisdom, and this is something that we're going to talk about a lot. Uh, the, the passage that we read says that the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and that fools despise wisdom. Wisdom in Hebrew is, is this broader concept. In English, it's, it's kind of like uh, knowledge and wisdom go hand in hand. They're uh, almost synonymous. Uh, in Hebrew, though, this uh, word for wisdom is more all-encompassing. It's uh, knowledge, yes, but also the application of that knowledge. It's, it's knowing something, but then putting it into action and into practice. So uh, does that make sense? Did I lose anyone? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah, okay, seeing some thumbs up. Okay, cool. So that's going to be the foundation of, of what we talk about here in Proverbs chapter 2. 
You'll see that I've divided this up in, into two sections, and that'll make sense in, in just a second. Uh, but let's go ahead and, and read this passage. It's Proverbs 2, 1 through 8. It says, My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those, who walk, to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. So you uh, might see some underlined words in the, the second half of this passage, right? Uh, we have the words understand, knowledge, success, shield, guard, and protect. Those are all things that God provides to those who walk in the way of wisdom. Uh, and you, you can almost view wisdom as like a hiking trail. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Hardens in their hiking club. If you've gone on any hikes with them, uh, they know all of the great spots in the Bay Area. And if you are walking down a trail, right, uh, is it better to stay on the trail that's been designated or to venture off and blaze your own trail? Right, raise of hands, who would stay on the trail? Okay, who, who would go off the trail? Woo! All right, we got, we got one, one off-roader here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for, for the most part, we would assume that it's wise to stay on the trail. People have been walking this way. The trail exists for a reason. And so we, we can know that, right? There's a trail. This is how I get to the top, to the end of the hike. And so uh, this is the same thing for wisdom. If, if you stay on the trail of wisdom, these are the things that, that God gives you. And, and that's because wisdom leads to thriving. When you, when you stay on the path in a hike, you reach the end easily. Or uh, I should say, as easily as you can. When I go up Mission Peak, I'm usually huffing and puffing by the end of it, uh, and it's not pretty. But uh, it would be much more difficult if I decided to blaze my own trail. Wisdom leads to, to thriving. Okay, let's, let's go ahead and go back to this passage again. Uh, and you'll see this time that I've underlined words in the first section, right? Words like accept, if you accept my words, if you store up my commands, turning your ear, applying your heart, uh, calling out, uh, crying aloud, and looking for it as if it was treasure. Now those are all verbs, right? These are all things that we do, right? This is uh, the, the action behind it, right? It's uh, one thing to know that wisdom leads to thriving, right? It's another thing to know that wisdom is only found if you're looking for it. If, if you take a look at this trail and you uh, are like Pastor Doug and you say, hey, I want to go my own way, right? Be prepared for more bug bites, right? Be prepared for branches hitting against your legs, right? Maybe some twisted ankles, along the way, right? And those are the pretty mild consequences to trailblazing, right? Uh, but uh, if you are looking at, at the trail and you decide this is the best way to go, I'm going to go this way, then you start hiking. You start taking steps in that direction. That's the same thing that we were talking about with this word chokmah. It's knowledge and the application of that knowledge because uh, wisdom will lead to thriving 
but it'll only lead to thriving if you actually apply it into your life. It's, it's good that you know things, but what good is knowing it if you do nothing with it? So if we, if we know that wisdom leads to thriving, and we know that you need to look for wisdom, the question then is, where do we look for wisdom? And uh, so we're going to jump back to Proverbs 1 here. And this passage reads, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. That sounds nice. That sounds pretty, right? Uh, (laughs) This is where wisdom comes from. This is uh, uh, a perspective that, that Solomon takes in the book of Proverbs. Often he, he talks about uh, parents talking to their children, fathers to sons, mothers to daughters, fathers to daughters, mothers to sons, right? It's generational wisdom. He sits down with the, the, the elders uh, of, of Israel, and he sits down, and he has a conversation. I imagine they're, they're probably uh, eating together. They're discussing. He's taking notes, and, and he's saying, hey, I might be gifted wisdom from God, but you have been blessed with uh, generational wisdom that has been passed down, observations that have been made about the world, and I would like to hear what your perspective is. Tell me about the oxen. It's great to have an oxen, but if you don't, then you don't have to shovel poop. Oh yeah, well I hadn't thought about it that way. That's, that's wisdom that, that can only be uh, ascertained through observation, through conversation, through relationship. And that's why wisdom is found in community. This is, is where we get wisdom, from each other, from, from God, yes. But Solomon, if he only needed wisdom from God, right, would have just sat down, written his nine chapters, and been done. But Solomon, being wise, understood that it's probably not the most wise to just have one person uh, inform one of the books of wisdom. But he sat down with the elders of Israel and and said, I want to learn from you. I might be the king, but I want to learn. I want to grow. Can Can you teach me? Can you walk with me? Can you grow with me? And this is is what we can do here as a church. And as we explore this series on Proverbs, I I, I want to to encourage you and also challenge you. If if you are in the pocket full of change generation, it would be so easy to to go out into the atrium and, and just start yelling, I have lived life, come and learn from me. And if you were uh, in the, the folder full of memes generation, it would be really easy to be here in the pavilion and, and say, I am a young mind for molding. Teach me. And uh, everyone would be, be yelling and, and nothing would be happening. And it's great that everyone is willing, right? But remember, this is about knowledge and application. It's almost like when you uh, have to do those icebreaker questions, uh, and it's like, tell me three fun facts about you. And you're like, oh man, am I fun? Uh, Or like, hey, what are your top five favorite movies? Have I ever seen a movie? Uh, Oh man, I just forgot every movie that ever existed. Um, Okay, well I'm gonna uh, not listen to what everyone else is saying, I'm just gonna think about what's going on. It's impossible if you just say, I wanna teach, I wanna learn. Okay, where do we start, (laughs) right? It's not just about 
knowing. It's not just about willing. It's about taking those steps to sit down and have a conversation. And so my challenge for our church is, uh, is if, if you're uh, in one of the, the younger uh, generations and, and you're looking for insights and for wisdom this morning or over the course of this series, to, to take those steps to, to go to someone in this congregation that, that you look up to and to say, hey, I would love to just hear your story a little bit. Can we grab a cup of coffee? And if you're in the pocket full of change generation, to be willing to, to enter into that space, to, to be uh, explained to what a meme is uh, or, or how to, to work social media, right? Or, or how to, uh, to, to change the channels on, uh, on the TV because there's now f- seven different remotes and it's all confusing, right? The different generations of this church have so much to offer to each other. And I love FCC because we're, we're not just older and younger, right? It's a blend of intergenerational ministry. And it's so beautiful to see that. And I want to challenge us because I know that that potential is there. I know that that love and that willingness is there. So please just be willing to take those first steps. I know that it can be scary, but it is so worth it to be able to enter into community with each other and to gain wisdom from each other because this is how God created and orchestrated the universe, that yes, we receive wisdom from him, and then we share that wisdom with each other. So I'm going to invite the band back up as, as I wrap up, but I would just like to encourage you to continue to participate in this series as, as we explore uh, one of the books of wisdom. Uh, Proverbs is one of three books of wisdom. Two of them are uh, attributed mostly uh, to King Solomon. The book of Proverbs is all about rule of thumb, uh, and it's uh, not going to talk about the exceptions to the rules, but it would be uh, unwise if, uh, if the Bible did not discuss those things. If you're looking for the exceptions to the rules, that's in what's called the book of Ecclesiastes, and so that is going to be maybe a sermon series for another time, but I just want to encourage you that, that this is not the end-all, be-all of what God has for the universe. There are exceptions, we are aware of it, but this is going to be our starting place down the road. This is gonna be our first, first steps down the trail to wisdom. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for their willingness. I thank you uh, for the health that's found in this congregation, that we're able to blend generations together, that the, the pocket full of change folks and the, the folder full of memes folks can all come together and worship you as one cohesive congregation of people, God. We, we lift up these conversations that will hopefully be had, that, uh, that you would be working and moving, that stories would be shared, that uh, coffee would be had, that meals would be eaten, that laughter would be shared together, God, and that we would just continue to encourage each other to grow and pursue you, God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.